Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an episode of Meta, a podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Jimmy. And today we're going to be revisiting Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, it's been a while, but we're back, and we're talking about uh, Resident Evil 6. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's sort of a, a break in the, uh, well, I mean, we've kind of been scattered around in our how we've told the Resident yeah. Evil story. but Various reasons. Uh, but for this one is going to be the capstone, essentially, for our Resident Evil series, and uh, I think we were very intentionally skipping Resident <laughs> Evil 5. Uh, there's... Uh, some obvious reasons, but also I think some other reasons as well. That's kind of kind of feed into yeah. uh, this episode. Yeah. So instead of having two kind of similar sounding episodes where we talk about, you know, I mean they're two different games, but there's a lot of similarities with them where you can tell. That, I mean, we're gonna talk about it in six because it's pretty apparent. In six, <laughs> yeah, and I think probably one of the biggest things uh, about that makes six so different, uh, of well, one of many things that make it different, but one of the things that really distinguishes six is the fact that it's the first Resident Evil game that doesn't have Wesker in it, and which is because in five, that's the conclusion is is killing Wesker, but the yeah. entire Resident Evil timeline the big antagonist right it's kind of shifted around like there's been uh there was william birkin in resident evil 2 you had various other antagonists sephiroth and zero yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but at the end of the day though the like the kind of mastermind behind it all was wesker and he sort of brought it all together and so for it to like it really felt like a sort of like a proper um send off in five having him be like the villain that you end up killing and you're like there you go like there's the conclusion to the resident evil story as we know it and so then when it's like resident evil 6 comes out like instinctively i'm just looking at that i'm like this is just a (laughs) fucking obvious cash grab like and we need to continue the series (laughs) (laughs) and that's how it kind of felt man like the entire game kind of felt like a cash grab yeah it was to me, playing it, it felt very... It, uh, the passion was gone for mm-hmm. me. Where, like, if you've tuned into our other episodes, when we talk about 1 and 0 and 2 and 3 even, we were like, the developers had this idea that they really cherished and like wanted to see what they could do. And then in 6, they're like, we don't know what we want to do anyways. Mm-hmm is what we take it as. And, I mean, they did, uh, Six did uh, some different things. And right. one of them was, I think, probably the biggest thing is the fact that it was a, a multi-campaign game. Whereas most of the times, like, there were kind of sort of campaigns, I guess, in a way, where, yeah. like, in two, you could play Leon or Claire in one. two different yeah, like scenarios. There's yeah, kind of two different scenarios. But it wasn't leading into, like, one big idea. Like, for to get the full, like actual just telling of the game you could just play it once yeah well in the original ones yeah yeah. but in this one like you had to play all of them to get like essentially one playthrough yeah you you couldn't just play leon campaign and be like all right i played resident evil 6 Mm -hmm. and i think kind of i thought that at first i thought that was kind of a cool idea because what had happened over the course of resident evil was there was a lot of characters that were introduced and the game had always kind of focused around just a couple of them. So it's like, now here we are way later in the game or in the, the game universe. 
And it's like, we have all these characters we choose from. Like, do we add more characters to it? Like, uh, probably not a good idea. Or do we, like, you know, focus more and refine what we already have? Well, the fucking spoiler... They couldn't decide. <laughs> yeah, fucking spoiler, they can't decide, so they do both. Yeah. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, the formula is kind of the same across each campaign. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're stuck with a new character that you have no connection with whether you're a new player or not like the nostalgia factor is only there because they pair you with leon or uh, chris chris or sherry sherry right but even sherry isn't like you know top tier fucking jill level character development you're just (laughs) like oh sherry was in resident evil 2 for like three seconds yeah and she was a child then yeah (laughs) so it's like they they obviously were like, we want to introduce all these new characters like Jake and blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, but we should probably, you know, have the people who already are invested in this game series continue to play and give them mm. something to look forward to. Yeah. And so it's kind of like I saw what the idea was, but ultimately, um, I think that falls on itself like that just topples within itself because there's so many missed opportunities as a result of trying to pull that off of trying to make the like something new and edgy or whatever or but also like try to keep to this original idea of the roots and what like whatnot yeah and it kind of does this it does like a weird thing that i've noticed games will do i think like uh the halo series kind of took this turn whereas like in halo up until like while Bungie was kind of like developing it, like they focused so little on who Master Chief was. Like Master Chief was just kind of the shell of the character that you played. That and, you put yourself in. Yeah. And then like but the whole entire main focus though of those games was the conflict that right. was happening. And it was like larger scale <laughs> than you could comprehend as one person. Yeah. And so that was kind of like the appeal. And then um, it when was like galaxy wide <laughs> carnage, <laughs> when like but when four and five Halo four and five happened, uh, it ended up shifting from like instead of focusing on this huge event, like we're yeah. focusing on like who is the master chief? Yeah, you know, where it's like and, did we ever did we ever want to know? Anyways, yeah, and that's kind of what I feel happened in Resident Evil was like. You know, the characters developed, like, as they went through, like, this huge focused event right. or whatever, like... Like an outbreak of T... Of T-virus, right? Or, like, you know, sort of, like, you didn't know a whole lot about the characters. Like, that was sort of built up, like, as you proceeded through the games. Right. But, like, they were never really the focus of it. But that's sort of what 6 felt like. Like, the 6 was trying to focus on the characters. Yeah. And, Which we didn't care about. Yeah, and as a result, like they kind of uh, blundered, I guess, a lot of the um, the overall like events that were happening in the game. And I mean, they as we said, the campaigns are breaking broken down into three separate campaigns. Well, there's like a fourth one, but the three main ones is uh, are Leon, Chris, and Jake. They all have their own campaign with their own sidekick, but the main character. Yeah, and there's kind of this. Uh, it's it's sort of funny because when uh we had done this um the there was originally this kind of pitched idea that each campaign was sort sort of supposed to focus on this different element of like that was existed in past yeah. like Resident Evil suspense yeah like suspense action. like action and like horror kind of mystery deal. yeah yeah and that was supposed to well horror was like yeah like it right, was supposed right. to be like suspense uh 
action and like I guess like I think I think one of them was like the horror, horror? aspect. Like okay. it was supposed to be like the more okay, horror. So suspense and horror were supposed to be yeah. different. And so and it was like you start off and you're like, okay, well which like Leon, that one's supposed to be for more of the like the uh the suspense one. And like you go into it's like it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because like it all of them are action. Like that's that's what it gets down to. Yeah. Um and that's what this game is so defined by, I feel, is just its over-the-top action. Yeah, just ridiculous levels. Like, if you haven't played the game yourself, either do <laughs> or watch a, any video <laughs> of, like, any gameplay on YouTube and you'll just be like, that, no, that's not happening right now. And then it is. <laughs> and then it'll happen over and over again in each campaign and it kind of just felt like a, almost like <laughs> fucking uh, any Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah, Gurren Lagann. Like, just, just that kind of anime shit where, like, you beat the one baddie. Everything is one-upping. Yeah, like, every... Infinitely <laughs> upon itself. It's so bad. And that's kind of how it felt, too, even with, like, the, the antagonist of it, right? Like, you beat, like... <sighs> After five, like, you kill Wesker, and you're like, who replaces Wesker? Right. Like, what is the next thing? And, like, the dude wasn't even that compelling. Like, the whole entire antagonist was just so all over the place that, like, it didn't feel compelling. Yeah, but he was friend-zoned. Yeah, <laughs> he was friend-zoned. And that was his, that was his dilemma as a villain. Yeah. But uh, just the entire thing of it is just every, like, oh, this crazy thing just happened. And then it's like the next thing right afterwards, like even more crazy. It's yeah. like, how do you like, yeah, you're like, stop. I, this is sensory overload. I don't want it to be crazy. That's like, and there was just so many, I, well, inconsistencies. And he's a like, tiger now. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it, but like everything was just, uh, the, like the prologue that you have to do when you first start. Um, it's like from the Leon campaign, it happens yeah. on later, like you replay it, but just, Everything like you're like okay yeah. we're like limping through pushing well, there over was, some like there was that one part where they mimicked the like Resident Evil one turn was that in the prologue? There's something that happens where it's like shot for shot the like resident the first zombie turning and so they're like see we did that but yeah. then like the thing that happens afterward is just so like out of character for the series from like one to six. You're just like, what the fuck is even happening right now? Cause like you start first thing you're like going through a hallway, right? And you're like, all right, hallway, whatever you like push out into like the streets of China and you're like, okay, we're in China, I guess. And then fucking you like, you're like, all right, well, let's just jump down and start punching the shit out of some zombies. Sounds fucking great. Like we got to get through this thing. Yeah, you got it. And like fucking street, Full of parked, like just packed with cars, and then like eventually it's China, dude. yeah, and That's then the like, but then it's like sure, it's like fucking a fighter jet out of nowhere crashes into a building, yeah, which then falls onto a, like a tanker of yeah. gasoline that was just there, that was just there, and then like it erupts and just like you think it'd be like one explosion, no, this thing sets off like a chain reaction, yeah, like of, it lights like, the streets ablaze of every single fucking car exploding and flying like 20 feet and you're like running towards the camera hella fucking fast as oh shit is just like fucking hell itself is unfurrowing like right behind you yeah. and then you like there's a helicopter you jump into and shit as like you get away and fucking and guess you, what the streets the like guy. <laughs> yeah like you fucking there's the dude who's like get on and, and you're like thanks dude and then he's like bye yeah <laughs> so he dies and shit and, like then the pilot like is just randomly dead and fuck and yeah, you're like and then it's like, oh, but actually he's a zombie and he's attacking your dude. So then you have to like 
fly a fucking helicopter while trying to shoot a zombie, and then like oh, yeah. you almost collide with a train and like fucking sparks, sparks are flying, oh and then God. you fly through like a d- office building <laughs> into like this fucking giant TV tower, and which then you're like on the top of like a glass dome, yeah, and there's and, like zombies under the dome, and like you, the fact that this <laughs> explanation of this scene is this long. Just goes to show how fucking ridiculous. Well, the best part too is like they like fucking fly out the helicopter and shit, dodge the fucking Unharmed. glass shit, and they just stand up and it's like, "Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, let's go. Let's go." And you're like, "Did you like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like, like how are you not like <laughs> are like just dead at yeah, this like, point? Like just your heart has it's stopped. so it was so fucking bananas. You know why? Because like, video games. Because video games. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's uh, so that's the introduction of Resident Evil Six, yeah. and you're like, this is the tone that like I'm supposed yeah. to expect. Uh, and then it, I guess, it did not fail to deliver on that tone. Like, no, I, like if that's what they were going for, they did it. They yeah. achieved it tenfold, and it's like sickeningly action packed. Where mm-hmm. you're just like, this is like if they gave like the Fast and Furious writers just like speed. Or, like, ridiculous amounts of drugs, and we're like, write the next Fast and the Furious film with six times the amount of drifting and four times the amount of Vin Diesel jumping uh, from a helicopter or something into a tower. Like, Mm -hmm. these things happen in those movies now, and I'm like, this is just, this is what people want. (laughs) Like, it's not what I want, (laughs) but I think there's there's definitely a percentage of players and movie watchers and people who are consuming this media that like want this ridiculous stuff. And just, to I, me, it's just ridiculous. It's almost I, like, it's almost like my, it's mindless. It's, it's completely <laughs> mindless. <laughs> like it's, I was like toned out already when it was like the helicopters happening and there's quick time events and we were playing it and I was like, oh, no, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't want to be doing this. I just give me a cut scene or something. It's like, just like, I don't know. There's just like, even in the beginning of the Leon campaign, um, the setup, like you know, the the president is turned into a zombie, and like yeah. you kill him, and everyone's you're like you're just like. I but just you're shot also Leon, you're like, so you've already been the through these campaigns of two and four mm-hmm. and killed this many zombies. Mm-hmm. Right, and a zombie is staggering towards you, and yes, it's the president, but also it's a <laughs> fucking zombie, Mr. President. Get a hold of yourself. No, it's a zombie, <laughs> Leon. And but just like the shit, like you're leaving the fucking college campus where the president was supposed to deliver this inauguration speech right. or whatever, right? Of course, so it's super safe. Yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, and then uh, it fucking like you're in this car. You like take a fast turn because a zombie peekaboo's from oh my the roof. God. We're done talking about Dude, how ridiculous. And then no, it's great because the car, to. the car, tur- you turn the corner, and the car just randomly flips yeah. four times, explodes while you are in it, and you crawl out, and you're like, "Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine." Yeah, it's just <laughs> that over and over again. Each campaign, each character, completely <laughs> underwhelmed by the circumstances they're mm-hmm. a part of right and so like you like you start off and that's like you know the first part yeah. of Lillian campaign so like by the end of it are you supposed to be as unfazed as the characters are i i, I felt like it yeah. for sure you're like yeah, okay this is happening i mean like probably might you know i always enjoy kind of the curveballs that the campaigns th- like you know throw at you because right. like you start like you know on the twist co- yeah you start on like a college campus right you go through some sewers and everything mm-hmm. and uh who knew that the sewers and, you know, all that shit was going to lead you to 
fucking underground. The Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. In somewhere in the USA. You just <laughs> see the guy with like a heart and you're like, no, stop. And that's and that's the kind of shit that like happens in this game constantly yeah. is like fucking and it makes no fucking sense. No. Because like that whole part of the game did not feel like a Resident Evil game at all. To me, it was like, what are we even playing? If you didn't see Leon's stupid haircut in my screen, like, what game? I could have been playing fucking anything. You could have been playing any game, like Dark Souls, Tomb Raider, Uncharted. I could have been fucking Nathan Drake fighting zombies. It didn't fucking matter. I know, because you're like, it's some fucking underground, like, crazy. And this shit goes, like, miles. Because, like, yeah. you'll be running down steps. And you'll and then, see, like, like, visibly. Yeah, and, like, you'll fall into like this, like, darkness. down a waterfall. And you have to fight some more shit. And then you fall again. And then there's, like, fucking spike traps and shit. And, like, yeah. fucking, it's, like, super oh, yeah, Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like, fucking crazy. And it just, like, ultimately leads up into the, uh... Fuck, all right, no, you got the... Sorry, that's through the... You get to that the Temple that's of the Doom second. from the church. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's where you get. But, right. but regardless... But it's, like, relatively <clears throat> the same area. Mm, yeah, but you just fucking fall literal, like, three... Probably you go three miles yeah. into the earth. That like the church, same, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you just... Fuck, I can't believe that shit, because you, like, fight a giant zombie shark yeah. as you're sliding down an endless water down, slide. Downwards. Yeah, it's like... It's not up... You're, yeah, you're sliding down a water slide. Water goes down. A fucking shark is chasing you, and for some reason, there's dynamite falling out like Donkey Kong barrels and shit. Yeah, and you're, from somewhere. And you're like, it's like, slow-mo, like, shoot the dynamite! <laughs> and it's like this jaw reference, I guess? And then you fucking fall at the side, and you're... Reference. But you fall at the side of a fucking cliff, and you're like, at ground level yeah. again. And then you're like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> that kind of shit dude yeah that the fucking church as well like yeah. leading up to that God. and it's like it's this weird game design i feel that happens where it's trying to create this sort of because the game is so focused on this cooperative element of right. it um that is everything like, has like two yeah what i mean like five did that five had a cooperative yeah element. yeah yeah they're like sheva go over mm. there and turn this crank and yeah push a boat or whatever but it felt like so much unnecessary cooperativeness. Like in the yeah. in the Leon campaign, you end up in a graveyard. You get separated. You can fucking just avoid everything and meet up with yeah. each other again. And it's, it's like it it's it's specifically made like obtrusive though, because like I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, you're way up there, and then you like walk down some stairs, and you're like, oh, I'm right here, and it's like. This did we just didn't need to be split up right mm -hmm. now. Like this is just straight up did not need to happen. So it's shit like that where we were just having a fun old time, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> and then they just throw something at us that we were not. I mean that's that's basically how you could sum up Resident Evil Six is like ounces of fun thrown in with, with like, arbitrary fucking. Just like everything arbitrary about yeah. it. Yeah. And so, and as as I said, like the overall arching villain that happens, and like, I mean, there's like multiple villains in Resident Evil 6, and it just is so uncompelling because the game tries to focus on this like player are this these two characters relationship with each other kind of thing, right? right. Like, you know, Leon to Helena, Chris to Piers, uh, Jake to Sherry, and it tries focusing on that development that everything else that's happening around them just like it just doesn't fucking matter right it's fucking insanity don't get me wrong but they're unfazed but it does yeah they're unfazed and shit doesn't matter and um 
it just goes into like yeah so like leon or whatever you finish that and it's like indiana jones and shit and it's like the writing as well just gets so predictable to point because yeah. it's like the city you're in gets bombed or whatever you end up surviving because you hide under a lake or some shit and then fucking it's like you find out the bad dude's going to china and like Gotta, Helena's like, yeah, Helena's like, what, what do, do we, we do? do? And next? I'm like, and I, we're just fucking quoting it there. Cause I'm like, we're going to China. And then Chris or Leon's like, yeah. we're going to China. Yeah. Like I hadn't played it. And then I was like, they're going to just, they're going to go to China. That's where they go. Right. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, cool. We're on this plane. Right. But then as soon as the, the mission starts on of a plane, course. I'm like, this plane's going to fucking crash. Cause <laughs> like, I'm already expecting something totally fucking Wouldn't insane. it be great though? If like the plane there was it's just like you just have like a ride. mini game where you choose what kind of like you're like oh, do i want coke or orange juice oh, <laughs> yeah, shit, it's like, you're trying to like talk to some like person See, and that like, would have like to me would have worked in resident evil you're like you're like sitting next to you don't get seated by each other on the plane so you're sitting next to strangers and, and you, you're trying you to, have like, to like look over and yeah. try and switch seats <laughs> and you're trying to like win the like the affection of your like person so they don't think that, like you're weird like the person you're sitting next to so you're like oh do i order the coke oh. or do i order just take water so, like, oh they put their sleeping mask on they don't want to talk to me oh god <laughs> like, but failed. see like you die. i feel like that would actually work but but no, guess what? Because it's like, oh, there's a problem. In the the fact was like, how were all these people just like on this huge plane, even though there was a giant zombie outbreak and everyone was kind of like... It was like a government plane. Okay. It didn't... I mean, it was a huge plane, yes. It was like a fucking cargo jet. But it also had like this... It was, it was like a cargo the jet. The logistics with, of this with, plane. Air Force One. Exactly. <laughs> like, and it had like fucking like the thing where the trucks come out of the... the back bay and shit like the logistics of this plane make no sense but like it's just and like the cockpit was fucking huge as soon as we started on it i'm just like this shit is like there's no way this plane's landing normally like this plane is crashing and lo and behold the plane crashes right in china where you need to be and like as you're crashing the plane fucking ada wong is on a like a train oh, on yeah. top of a train and you just kind of like peace well, signing like, each like other. You look, yeah and you're like ada and it's like are you not freaking that the plane is about to fucking <laughs> yeah. crash she's like, only you can only tell it's Ada because you are less than 10,000 feet. <laughs> like, more like less than 1,000. Yeah, this is like 5,000. Yeah, and so you crash a plane, it explodes, you survive, and you just get out, and you're like, you okay? I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, sure, I'm fine. And, fucking, and then, yeah, and then you meet up with, uh, with Sherry and Jake, and, like, that campaign was, I think, it was probably the most uh, redeemable yeah. of them all. Yeah, um, definitely. I think it's because Sherry, like, was relatively unknown, but you knew of Sherry, so she yeah. was very unimpressioned, I guess, where, like, there was a lot of room for her to, like, develop in it. Whereas Leon was already this, like, four was all Leon, so there was already too, like the too, Leon, too many one-liners The Leon under archetype yes, yeah. <laughs> already developed. Yeah. Um, Same with Chris. He had five all to himself. Mm-hmm. Jill had three, but three was still the old school so yeah. it was like much different <laughs> yeah um and so i feel like the the jake sherry campaign was like and here's what the game i feel always runs into as a problem is that the game just doesn't take the one extra step to make it and like amazing and this is something that uh when i played it originally with my friend david um he like uh, <laughs> Just, we, like, after every campaign, we, like, literally just made small adjustments, being, like, if this had happened, and, like, if this had happened, 
like this campaign would have been amazing. Like it would have been so great type of deal. Like gratifying. Like yeah, like it would have felt gratifying. It would have felt refined and it was just these small changes that like the developers and writers like they just didn't take this extra step. So as a result, the game felt very forced. It felt very incomplete. It probably was forced. Oh, for, like for sure. Like yeah. I can guarantee you holiday season sells yeah, and definitely. stuff. But um so but Jake was kind of cool because it was sort of this connecting factor of like you find out that Jake is Wesker's son, right? And you're Spoiler. like, yeah, and you're like, dude, like Wesker's son, like what the fuck? And so here was this great opportunity yeah. to like introduce Jake as this dude who like he's like, I didn't know my dad, right? And it's like, oh, dude, we could kind of do this sort of trope thing where it's like he's kind of like a Sephiroth where he's actually engineered out of like Wesker's DNA, so right. that makes so sense. He's like not really the born son but like but like he's manufactured son, son of yeah. wesker kind of deal like he's uh he that's why he has like all this crazy like super strength yeah. and like resistances to the circus, virus. circus boy ability yeah like it just all it, it could explain all these things and it would have made his character much more like because he would have been like oh my goodness but then you just find out that like he's just some the product of wesker banging some random chick yeah, or whatever. Wesker was a horn dog. Yeah, apparently, and it has to be after Resident Evil One because that's when Wesker injected himself with T virus and then became like yeah. immune and shit to it, and that's like. But it didn't really why... make sense in the timeline anyway. Yeah, cause... so it's like here we have like Jake, who's just the born son yeah. of Wesker. When you're like, why, why is Wesker concerning himself with like? Do you know d- doing chicks and yeah. stuff? Like he's way more yeah, busy for that like kind of god-like. stuff. Godlike. Yeah, he's like I am the god Fucking of like five. You know, like, and that's the kind of shit where like they had this really great opportunity yeah. to create this. Like, could have been like the golden boy of mm. the series. He could have like been so fucking intricate, and the game ends up kind of focusing around him because he's the key to it all, right? You know, and but as a result, like, and then Jake does this thing that I don't know why characters do it. Like they find out, and they're like. My entire world is shattered knowing that I'm actually the terrible, so, like the son of this terrible yeah, thing. And it's I have like, to lament about it. For yeah, too and you're long like, you, do you like, and it's like the kind of thing where like Jake literally learned about Wesker. Yeah, it's being like evil. you don't even know the dude. Yeah, and then he's like, this is terrible, and you're like, you don't even know him. Yeah, you're like, already like your own person that didn't care about this before, and so learning about it would barely have any impact. Yeah, and so there's like that kind of shit where like. And like, but I think just because Jake was uh, God, who who does voices Jake and everything? Oh, like it's yeah, uh, shit. He's in every single so, game. Yeah, like he's a uh, Saints Row dude and uh, Joel from Last of Us. Yeah, just yeah. everybody. Tro- Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Yeah. Oh and my like, Because it's Troy God. Baker. You're like, dude, this guy's like already pretty good at yeah. like you know being Jake. He's a and great everything. voice actor. Yeah. Like, period. So that was like that was pretty sweet. Was that uh, was Troy Baker, and you're like, okay, I can get behind yeah. that. Um, as soon as I like heard him, I'm like, is that Troy Baker? <laughs> <laughs> and so that part was like, you know, Jake was pretty good in that way. Like he developed pretty well, but there was still this kind of thing where there was this missed opportunity. Right. And like Sherry, I felt was actually pretty enjoyable as a character. Yeah, she was. She wasn't annoying. She was still in the dark about like some of the things. Like yeah. she's like, I she didn't was know. Kinda, yeah, like, subverted and. It was very, that part to me was sort of a throwback of like Resident Evil 1, right? Like the stars member didn't know that Wesker and Umbrella were like behind all this like terrible stuff. National Security Advisor, whatever his (laughs) trivial name was. That's his name. National Security. It was Derek Simmons. <laughs> oh my god. It was fucking just dude who was friend zoned, and that was his dilemma. Just call him 
zombie tiger (laughs) (laughs) or zombie t-rex fuck oh my god that fight um anyways though so yeah like the jake sherry campaign that's also supposed to be the like the horror part um just kidding it's action Um, there's no uh but the thing that i really liked about it the throwback that they do is the whole entire nemesis aspect yeah so it was i i i was super surprised when we played it and was it in Leon's campaign when you 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 play with Sherry and Jake and like the nemesis is mm-hmm. you're just kind of like it's sprung upon you and you're like yeah. what the fuck and then you actually get to like it's like a huge part of the Jake and Sherry campaign and it was so reminiscent of three I like I really enjoyed that part and when you're fighting him in that big warehouse and you're like this is so cool like that felt good. And it felt so reminiscent of 3, where you're like, sweet, they might actually take this story somewhere that I actually care about. And you're like, you're being hunted. Like, yeah, that feel. and it wasn't, it, it felt exactly like that, because the nemesis in 3 is like, stars, and then this one, did it ever say uh, Wesker or Jake? Jake or, something like that. It's something like that, but it was like, that was a very well done aspect Except when you're doing it in Leon's campaign and he, like, just kind of, like, he's like he takes off an arm and, like, equips a rocket launcher. <laughs> or, or, like, or, like okay. he has, like, little changeable things. He's, like, like right, well. this ragtag, yeah. like, ragtag. But, I mean, that, I feel like that was a very well-developed enemy because they're, like, he is the nemesis to Jake. And it's, mm-hmm. like, we've done this before. We can do it again. And it was, like, you, you guys can. You can make a compelling antagonist to a fairly unknown character Mm -hmm. and he's like and i think probably out of all the villains in the game he's probably the one of the better villains like i think he's probably the best villain out of all of them yeah and because you're just like it do it literally just was so nostalgic of three to the point where you're like this is exactly like what i expect out of a resident evil game like something is hunting me that like i have to just run away from like i can fight it but i can't kill it right i can only like subvert it long enough for me to be able to like get enough time ahead and so that kind of feeling that there is no moment time to rest and that every moment like every resting moment you have is like you have to yeah. enjoy it as much as you can which again isn't horror it is suspense i mean they really just fucked up mm-hmm. like they just didn't know what the fuck they, were they just didn't they just yeah. didn't complete i mean uh, maybe they had set out for that to happen but it just did not mm-hmm. but i mean <laughs> i just love it because the uh the end near the end of the game you like go down to this like underwater oil field thing where like jake and sherry get kidnapped and chris and pierre show up and Chris like has this weird thing of being like, it's like, oh, that Albert, that's Albert Wesker's son, and it's like he just instantly hates Jake, and right. I'm like, you literally, you're like, don't he didn't know. even know, you're like, he didn't even know, and you don't even know this dude, and Chris is like, I'm, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you take Albert Wesker. It's just so it's just shit like that where like it's so unjustified where you're like, okay, Chris would probably be like way more level headed about yeah. this. It's and like forced character development. That just wouldn't have happened. <laughs> it's like, and that's what I f- fucking love about the intro of like Chris's campaign is like, you start off and he's like getting fucking blind ass drunk in some bar in Russia. And you're like, why is Chris, what are you doing? man? Espe- especially like when you come from five where like there was this huge thing and you're like, yeah. why is he getting so blindly drunk yeah like he just did like a very successful i mean maybe he was having like trump severe to the point of amnesia like his soldiers were like 
what's up, sir? And he was He's like, like who are you? <laughs> kind of thing, right? And it's just, so oh bad. my god. It, so forced. It's, uh, and that's like, that fucking entire campaign, too. Like, it's just so shit. Yeah. We have that opinion about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, like I said, it's kind of the dilemma of trying to do this, like, introduce these new characters, is that right. you have characters that can potentially be very uncompelling. I feel like if... I mean, okay, if they didn't kill peers, it could have been like if these if six did well, that's the uh, like vector that the series would have gone is like Helena would have been a character that you were then attached to. Piers would have been a character that you were attached to. Jake would have been a character that you're attached to. Mm-hmm. And like as a player, you then are instead like you leave Chris jill leon like behind and you're given this new generation of characters and i feel like if six had done well and i i mean i guess it it probably sold well it probably Mm -hmm. was i mean it's a resident evil game it has the yeah legacy but it was like i feel like that's probably something they would have done if six was really good they're like oh we can just scrap these other characters now because we have these new People like this new cast, essentially. Yeah, exactly. They could have been like, "Look, we got fresh faces, new models. Throw out the old ones. We got a new Helena, and yeah." So it's like like, weird. The problem with it, like with Chris specifically, like his campaign was like Piers was such a such a nobody, and it's because like Helena at least had some kind of depth. I think Jake had the most depth of them all. Helena had no depth. She had some depth. She had like one step of depth. Yeah, that's... That was, like, her mystery of why she was wanting to go down into the church. But, like, that's already one more step of depth than, like, Pierce ever had. Right. But, like, that was it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, she wouldn't say. And that like, was the like, one why? thing. Like, why won't you You're like, me? just tell me. And she's like, no. <laughs> and then, like, it just is her sister. And you're like, yeah. you could have said this. We <laughs> killed countless zombies. Yeah. But it's just, like, uh, Pierce is... He's just like wants to be Chris. Like that's yeah. all Piers is. Is just like Chris two Yeah, a dude who wants to be Chris. And so the entire time he's just like this kind of real jarhead esque kind of guy who's like, "You gotta do this, sir, because that's what you signed up for." Yeah. Type of thing. This steak is really good. It reminds me of home. And he just I put a one sauce on it. Yeah, like and I'm a fucking American. And at the end of the campaign and shit, like he ends up dying, and it's supposed to be this huge like moving yeah, like, moment. Oh god, like, no, Piers. Yeah, but you're like it doesn't fucking like who cares? Like I thought it was cool though how it, there was this moment where he's like he has to fight fire with fire, right? And he injects himself with the C virus. It's so. a cool like plot device, mm-hmm. but like, ultimately just so pointless yeah and that's kind of one of those things where i talk about like how the game just doesn't take this extra step and it's like if they had subbed peers for like jill and you're like oh dude the chris jill duo jill had her run in thing that would have been the greatest campaign yeah because like especially if it had like played out the same way and it's like the best part too because like think about it right like jill is like mind controlled by wesker right so it's like yeah. there's and chris is like fuck wesker for all that shit yeah right and then you like you run into you take let's take that same scene where uh chris runs into jake meets him for the first time in the oil refinery right. and then like like chris is like so like i fucking hate jake but right? then jill would be like, like no it's like yeah. dude like it's cool we don't their even know banter, him like 
itself would be like on. That would be so good. And then you already have shit like because Chris could be like, "How could you forgive this dude? Like his dad mind controlled you." And it's like fucking that was that was um, Albert. Like yeah, like I that me now that was Wesker. Like that like fixes that. Yeah right. And then it's like at the end, if it was Jill who died and sacrificed, like that would have been way more fucking moving. So powerful than fucking fucking nobody peers. Like who gives a shit about peers? No one does. But see. I think if it was Jill, they wouldn't have killed her. Like, yeah, like in the same it. way, she would have infected herself and like done the whole thing, and then it would have just been like, and now she's back to normal. <laughs> yeah, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like the the conclusion of sort of like all the campaigns, and then you have like the the Ada campaign, extra. which is supposed to be the extra kind of fills in some gaps, but it was, it was just another example of how the game sort of like I, the game didn't know what it was trying to accomplish. And that was like the Ada campaign supposed to be like the single player campaign. And you're like, why would you like put a single player campaign in, in at the primarily end, co-op game at the very end of like, like eight, 18 hours of like a co I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of time yeah. to beat all three campaigns. And it, yeah. And so there is just like, you get to that point and then, um, yet again, the game could go one step further because it's like the eight is always played behind the scenes. And I feel another character in resident evil that's always done that really well is this character hunk. Uh, he's Stupid sort of name. <laughs> he's like this, uh, special ops, like umbrella, SWAT guy, he like was responsible for getting the G virus yeah, from Birkin and everything. Birkin, kinda. Yeah, like he kind of is sort of the the behind the scenes link of like why Umbrella got as far as it Umbrella right. did, and so He's it like would deeply attach or like deeply intrinsic to that happening. Mm-hmm. And so it just would have been so cool if like the Ada campaign, like your co op buddy was Hunk, right? Like these two behind the scenes guys, like Hunk doesn't have any ties to Umbrella anymore, really. Like yeah. all that shit's done, and then so it's like him, like Ada and Hunk, like that'd been hella cool because like the entire game, it would have been so uh, like Hunk's character because Hunk was always behind the scenes, and the only reason anyone ever knew about Hunk was like you had to play as Hunk at some point, kind of thing. And so if you, like, found out that, like, Ada was able to do all the stuff she did because she had Hunk's help. Right. And, like, it was behind it was behind the scenes. It was behind the, the, behind the scenes. Exactly. And that would have been, like, the next level yeah. meta where you're like, oh, that's so cool. But then, So is he, is he unnamed because it's the single player name and it, like, could be Hunk? Or is it, like, specifically not Hunk? It's, like, specifically not Hunk. And it's... That's so weird. Because the entire campaign, as it plays out with Ada, is, like... All the things, like, it was even a little sloppy, in my opinion, of, like, how it played, because you would have, you know, in all the other campaigns, like, each character's had their all their own animations and stuff, like, uh, Ada, her thing was, like, she had the grappling hook. Oh, yeah. And so you'd grapple, but, like, if you were playing as co-op, like, you have this nameless dude who just happens to look like Hunk. And also has a grappling hook. And, no, he doesn't even have a grappling hook. Like, oh. you can't grapple until Ada's done it. And then once Ada's done it, like you just teleport to there. Oh, like it just—it doesn't even like fucking. It just, does, it just there's explains no, it away. Yeah, or, it just like explain like you just there, and because technically like Hunk, you just like straight up aren't there. Yeah, there wasn't a second person That's there. So weird. And it's like it does shit because the signature move of Hunk was like he would always do this like neck break kind of deal, right. right? And that was the melee kill of this like unnamed oh character God. was the like the Hunk neck break. This unnamed, they just. 
were like, yeah, put the hunk model in there. Yeah, and so the entire time, it was just like, if it was hunk, and it, they just didn't try to, like, ignore the fact that it's supposed to be a single player, like, it would have been yeah. such an amazing, yeah, like, super additional missed thing. opportunity. Yeah, like... Which is the, like, the should be the subtext of Resident Evil 6. <laughs> Resident Evil 6, the land of misopportunity. Yeah, like, the fucking true antagonist is just, like, the story, like, yeah. the storyboard writers. <laughs> They're like, we got it all out, and now how do we end it? Yeah. And, like, all of them just left the ending just super hanging. Like, yeah. there was nothing really, like, oh, like... No, it wasn't satisfying. Nothing was sad or explained, and... Uh, it's like the game as a whole, uh, it just kind of felt like it was just shambled together. Like, yeah, like, like a walking corpse. God damn oh, it. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I, I drew you into that one. Fucking God. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> pull the rope. But all, like, but really though, it just felt it, nothing felt really pressing. Like the action was over the top, oh, but yeah. Uh, you know, the outside world, the events that were happening, like, it didn't feel, uh, dangerous, or it didn't feel threatening. Right, because um, every time anything, like, life-threatening happened, everyone would just shake it off. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are, are you? you? Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, great. I, totally. Fucking, it's just moments like that all the time. Yeah. And, um... Every campaign, every character, totally okay with the ridiculous shit. Just... And I mean... I feel like that's kind of a, a, like, side effect of, it's like a Resident Evil side effect, is ever since 4, Leon just laughing off fucking ridiculous shit and saying one-liners and being like, oh, he's your right-hand man, where's your left hand, and, like, shit like that, or it's, like, trivializing this extreme situation of, like, uh... These people, like, kidnapping president's children and wanting to use them as, like, zombie bombs and shit. Like, just shit like that, where it's, like, the circumstances and the, like, if bad, if these bad things were to actually happen, like, I don't think anyone would react normally, and yet the people you play as are just, like, somehow unfazed, and it just totally ruins it. Because, like, I'd want some... I mean, like, Helena kind of, when her sister comes out, kind of goes crazy. And I think that's one of the, like, one moments of the campaign, like, Leon campaign, where I was like, all right, Helena's, like, all right, because... She's a little crazy. Yeah, like, she's... It makes her more human, and it's like, that's, like, a good writing point that I, like, noticed. Mm -hmm. But it was like, everything else was just, like, just didn't matter. But it was like, that point mattered because it was her sister. And it was like, so they were like, oh shit, we should write that she cares about this person. I was like, like, God, like, of course. But God, it was just not. And it's like the, the game as a whole was just, I mean, it was supposed to be like, you know, action horror or whatever. And it ended up just being action. And it like, to me though, it's almost like a tragedy. Like, because... Because the the like the writers and developers like they probably intended this game to be like create like you know intense and action packed and like really compelling, but it only ended up being one of those things. Yeah. And it just like was built on top of this like compounding absurdity. Yeah. And it was it essentially became this thing of like it was so bad it's good, 
and but that's not what but that's not what they were going no, for. No, <laughs> like I uh, I think yeah, when we talked about like this mindless stuff that people want to consume as media now, it's like I don't think that's what they were intending, but hell, maybe they were. I mean, it's like, it's kind of also, I mean, we had talked about this earlier as well in uh, some of our past episodes where it's like sort of the standard changes. Right. And it's like, you know, you have to make your game relevant amongst all the other titles that are being produced. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that titles of the time at when six came out was things like, you know, Gears of War and Halo yeah. and like, how do you put but, your game as, like, a, a gun? But I feel like that's an issue of then the company, you know, like Capcom or some some larger entity, like, looking down on the game developers and saying, make this game like this other game, when really the game series exists and lasted longer because of the way it shaped the gaming industry like at that time like how we talked about one being like maybe not the first survival horror with like fixed camera and everything but it's like it was the best at that time and it was like it formed that entire like genre pretty much and so it was like they had that ability to continue that like series onward and instead of sticking to their roots and just making a better game based on the original like criteria of a resident evil game. They're like, no, we have to make this new resident evil like halo or like grand theft auto or whatever. And it was like when all along the company was wrong because the people aren't coming to resident evil to play halo. They're coming to resident evil to play a resident evil game. Mm -hmm. So, so bad it's yeah, good. It's so bad it's good. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, like stuff like the graphics and the action oh, was yeah. definitely there. No, like it's phenomenal action if that's what you want and it's the graphics are great and it's I mean it was re-released kind of like in a HD collection or whatever mm. of some sorts on newer consoles, but it's like it looks great and it it but it's a new it's a new gen game, so it's not like anything ridiculous it was yeah. just kind of par for the course really mm -hmm. and like i mean the story the story kind of uh fell apart and it wasn't mainly like it was the part that was uh i don't know not really focused on and it was just sort of uh sad that like that's kind of what happened um but looking at it though uh <laughs> i'd probably say considering it um even after a while, when, like, there's no story left, essentially, the, to kind of compel the player, like, you know, at least you have something like the gameplay or something um, to kind of keep you in it. And, I mean, I think first time go around, if, like, you and a friend are playing it and, like, neither of you have any ideas, kind of, like, what you're getting Especially, yourself into. Especially, yeah, if you're unknown and you're young. Yeah, like, that shit can be, like, just to, t like, laugh your laugh yeah. your head off funny because you're like this shit is so insane like yeah. what the fuck um but after a while when you kind of like take a moment and like you're not as phased to the to the action and stuff like yeah. it you sort of realize the the flaw in it yeah i wonder if they were going for like shorter play sessions so it's like for i mean not kids obviously it's still like rated m probably mm -hmm. i didn't really check but it's like Oh, it's for sure rated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so many like titless boobies 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. Nippleless, sorry. Nippleless. Sorry, you know what I mean. Nippleless boobies. All right. No, um, like they're going for like a kid who's trying to finish homework and play video games for 30 minutes or something like that. Mm, like, yeah. it's, I feel like that, that is how much I could take of that game. Like we played way too much of it in a short period. Like we played it for like two and a half hours and I was like, oh, I need to not play this. Again. <laughs> like shit like that, where it's just like, I guess there's like a way to play the game. Mm-hmm. But it's not like told like please play this game in thirty minute segments. Yeah, or whatever. It's like I mean, it's kind of it's it's broken into chapters, right? right? So like each chapter lasts roughly so like about a an clear hour. Break, but not yeah, completely. and it's like you know, and I guess in that way, it's kind of a signal to be like, all right, this is a good stopping point. Like you can play, like you can go and be like, all right, let's let's just play a chapter of Resident Evil, you right. know? And then I guess there's like that idea that it could exist in it, but like yeah, if you play it for a sustained amount of time. Yeah. You just become so fucking... It's, like, jaded. Yeah, jaded to the action that you realize, like, oh, wait, this gameplay is actually just, like, really tedious and repetitive. Yeah. The puzzles weren't interesting. The enemies... To me, it was weird, because they they continually were introducing new types of enemies. Mm -hmm. But, like, there was the screamers and the... The vapor blower and the (laughs) the vapors... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like there were they just were like here here's more he's a, he's a tiger he's a t-rex all that, all that shit and uh instead of like in one when they add they like were adding a new enemy and it had a really big impact on the game it was just like oh there's a fat zombie now and he like will run you over yeah and it like it it didn't have as much of an impact as fucking hunters where you're like, holy shit. Like, it made you rethink, like, how Yeah, like, how the playing. entire time, like, how, you're like, shit, there's a fucking hunter in this hallway, and, oh my, he, he followed me through this door, and now he's in this hall, like, shit like that just did not happen, because the enemy, like, the enemy types and everything just had no impact on the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, and at besides this, being frustrated. Yeah, and at, and at this point, I feel like it's a, it's a good kind of like point for, for the series, or I guess like this point of, uh, where we're at, like to talk about sort of like how the series has kind of gone because I mean, we, you know, you think about what six did and like how it's kind of all worked together. And then you think about, um, like just one, right? Like we talked like just literally about like introducing new enemies was such a great way to kind of change up the game because like you'd be going through similar environments again, but then you'd run into like, yeah, there'd be hunters now. And you're like, you have to rethink yeah. how you played the game because beforehand you were just used to fighting zombies yeah. and like maybe the occasional giant snake and crimson heads and crimson heads. Right. Yeah. But like now you have like this thing that's like, it's totally different. Yeah, It's inhuman looking. I mean, it's still mechanical and it has like two legs, but it was like a new enemy type. It acted differently. It did a shit ton of damage. Yeah. And it was just like something specifically not in the beginning of the game because then when it they introduced it it had so much like it and it's totally random when it's i mean obviously you've progressed through the game enough to get hunters but it's still just like you get that cutscene and the hd remake where they just come through the doors and you're like this is fucking insane (laughs) and it felt great yeah and then so you know we we kind of traced how how resident evil sort of uh progressed and you know then we get to six which is just like oh my god what the fuck um and now we're at this this interesting point not just for resident evil but for i mean the genre as a whole 
and yeah. um, it's uh, really on the cusp of something new because we have Resident Evil Seven on the horizon, yeah. and um, you know, and there's obviously like other events going on in the gaming world, such as Silent Hill and things with like PT and whatnot that have really impacted this. Right. Yeah. Well. It was the whole Silent Hills being canceled by Konami and everyone being pissed about that. And then, but the PT trail, like the playable trailer of Silent Hill or whatever, coming out and being this like phenomenon for like it was like a month. It was like very popular to play it, to watch it be played, to hear about it, to talk about it. And then, I mean, as soon as it was canceled, it was it was brought back up into the public eye and it was like, everyone wanted this type of game. Like who, everyone who wanted that type of game was very prepared to play the new silent Hills game. They're Mm -hmm. like this game. If it's anything like PT will be amazing. And I will poop my pants in fear and it will be a amazing callback to survival horror without being stupid, jump scary. Like it'll be atmospherically horrifying atmosphere. Like, all of these things that would actually make a good game because the PT trailer is really fucking good despite being kind of nebulous and actually like getting to the trailer is kind of tedious, but yeah. it was like people wanted this. And so now I think Capcom probably was smart and was just like, Hey, so everybody liked PT and uh, we don't really know. I mean, mixed reviews on six. So let's make seven uh, first person survival horror. And so now we have seven coming out and all the trailers we've seen are like very PT esque as far as I've seen. And the gameplay stuff is, uh, amnesia esque with like lanterns and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. to me, it just, it's, it's something I would play if I wasn't so terrified. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I've played two hours of Amnesia, and I'm like, I'm going to stop playing this game. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, and looking at it, too, considering the fact that, like, we also don't know, like, who our protagonist is. And there's, like, no, in terms of, like, one, like, the art style of Seven and just, like, I mean, how it looks. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they're just trying to, like, cast away the old, like, Resident Evil, like, type, like, idea. Right. And make something totally new. Well, I mean, it's also the kind of thing where it's like, you know, you have five. It's such a capstone game to like the whole entire Resident Evil dilemma yeah. with Wesker. The and entire... then it's like six was something new, but it was also something old. And it was just this something weird. Something borrowed. Yeah. Something it... blue. <laughs> it was trying to do something, I think, that uh, the developers didn't know necessarily how to accomplish. Right. And as a result, we got this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And but I feel like if if six was seven, like if Resident Evil six ended up being like a first person atmospherically horrifying PTSD. Yeah, I don't uh, think it, I would think it would have underperformed. I don't know if it's if it's what what people would have wanted. Well, I also feel that like it would have been. I feel like that would have been appropriate. Right. For no, the, I completely agree. I think yeah. If if they instead had shifted to the roots with six. Like, instead, yeah. No, I, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, that's kind of, like, sort of how, how I look at this. Is like, seven's kind of, like... I mean, obviously, coming from six, the bar's pretty low, uh, in our opinion, for it. But yeah. 
so it might be phenomenal. Yeah, it might be like to us for like this is the greatest <laughs> shit ever. Um, I pooped my pants twice, but it's great. <laughs> and so, but I think um, it's it sort of has uh, considering our opinion on sex and everything like there's a lot of expectation for seven to do a lot of things now Mm -hmm. and i think seven you know if it wasn't if its predecessor wasn't six it may have some more like liberty in terms of like you know if what it could do kind of thing in terms of it didn't it could be more relaxed on certain like you know approaches but because six it was how it was like seven has to be like so well done that it just like yeah. redefines the genre and people don't notice that yeah. like. And I think they already are doing that with like the weird, uh, I don't know. There's like the weird farmer family that you're like going to the shack in the, there's lots of trailers of like, there's like a crazy old woman and then her like husband or whatever. And he's like, welcome to the family show. And he like punches wow. you and then ties you to a chair <laughs> and like shit like that happens where, it doesn't. You're like, why is this Resident Evil? Are they just the residents and they're evil? I'm like confused. Yeah. Does you're it like, why is shit not? Why is not everything not exploding yet? Yeah. Like, so it's 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 definitely gonna be an interesting experience, and I'm excited to play it. I don't know. Is it gonna be? I don't even know how I'm gonna play it. I mean, I want to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that would, which is crazy considering how much like vitriol we've put into this <laughs> this Resident Evil 6 like it was i when i played it i enjoyed it like for what it was and i think that's because i went in and i was like you know what i expect this game to be fucking absurd and that's exactly what it was yeah. and and you played 5 right yeah i played 5 yeah. i played through 5 with uh, my friend david as well okay yeah and so like you were basically like oh this is par for the course and we're just not in africa <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's just, uh, I mean, it was kind of like four through six was the section of Resident Evil where like, it was just, for me, I would describe it as, it was just a lulzy kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It was just, it was like tropey mm-hmm. and just very like action packed kind of goofy. Yeah. But then like zero through three was like the really serious aspect. Yeah. And then four so through six. So it's like, sh- I guess they, they're fine. Yeah, Whatever. they're just taking. I feel like they're taking their shift back to like the super serious aspect of it, and which feel, I'm excited. For. Yeah, I'm excited for that as well too. I think Seven is going to be absolutely horrifying um, because it's going to also question a lot of things that Resident Evil players, uh, more classical Resident Evil players, would be expecting. Or yeah. like, so you know, maybe it might not be as puzzle heavy, or maybe it will be really puzzle I've heavy. Seen puzzles. Yeah, like it will be puzzle heavy, but. Uh, it's kind of what you would expect afterwards is going to be yeah, something that, like... Yeah, first-person puzzles are a whole different ball game. So, I mean, there's just a lot to be excited about mm-hmm. in, in, for Resident Evil 7. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <coughs> but no, I think uh, for us, that kind of... Uh, that sort of finishes our story right yeah. now in, in Resident Evil. Um, I just want to take a moment as well to uh, sort of do a... a an acknowledgement for um, if you know if you like this this content and everything of the sort, uh, we highly recommend checking out a, a couple of personal friends of ours, uh, our friend Brian and Rhodes. <clears throat> they do a uh, they're starting their podcast, uh, fans of the genre. Yeah, and it's uh, something definitely you should check out. Yeah, it's if uh, more explores kind of the ideas of like 
how video games are inspired off of each other within similar genres and really just offers that level of depth of, yeah. I mean, just examining it. And so, uh, highly recommend check them out. Um, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool guys as well too. Fun to listen to yeah. and really have articulate, uh, discussion yeah. and everything they contribute to. They wear monocles. <laughs> and, yeah. I know. Like if you listen to theirs and then you listen to ours, you're like, wow, like we just sound like a <laughs> we're bunch fucking of hicks. <laughs> so I'm like, we like, hate like, like, oh, like, what the fuck? And yeah. And they're like, no, well here's, yeah. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that wraps up Resident Evil 6, our Resident Evil retrospective. You've listened to the Meta Podcast, Meta Analysis of Everything, Video Games. And not video games. We didn't say that at the beginning, but we uh, said it now, so. Yeah, so we're gonna that's fine. Like, a little hook in there. You yeah. Know, it's like, <laughs> I like it. We it's that it. throwback, kind of like yeah. how this episode is the Because it's like, we didn't do it for a while, so we were kind of off our game a little mm-hmm. bit, so. Yeah, I know. We just kind of got right into the discussion, didn't really prep anyone for it. We're just like, no. we're, we're talking about we're talking about Resident Evil Six now. <laughs> yeah, and didn't really prepare, prepare mm. butts. God, um, but but yeah, you know, feel free to check us out on uh, all the medias: Twitter, Facebook, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Um, missing one in there. Don't I don't know. <laughs> There's uh, links. We'll link. <laughs> But yeah, um, you know, feel free to uh, throw down any suggestions you have as well for for future series. Any feedback, fan commentary. engagement. Yeah, you know, we. I mean, we really enjoy friend engagement. <laughs> we we, uh, we really enjoy hearing your feedback as well too, and you know, we we want to have that level of engagement with with our listeners and everything. And so. we like doing this, so whether you engage or not, we're gonna keep doing it anyway. Yeah, so too bad. <laughs> Alright, uh, you have been meted. Bye. Bye.